at this time, would you please welcome Brother Lemons and he'll bring forth the word. Glory to God. Are you ready to pray, church? Oh, I said, are you ready to pray? Oh, would you stand one more time? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to pray toward the end of the message tonight and get in here, grab the horns of the altar, so to speak, but I'd like for us to do something a little bit different. We know we have ministries that are going on tonight, and you know what? The devil hates what God is doing here at the Palace of Praise. And he would try to hinder, he would try to send a distraction, he would try to do anything that he could to keep you from worshiping the Lord, to keep you from praying directly with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I like to ask you to do something a little bit different, and amen, it won't be perfect, but everybody over here on this side, I'd like for you to turn toward that wall, and I'd like for you to stretch out your hands Amen. About halfway down, amen, uh, this column here, halfway down, half of you toward the back, stretch forth your hands toward the back. Amen. Everybody from the half toward here, stretch forth your hands toward me. Amen. Everybody over on that side, would you turn toward that wall and stretch toward your hands? Amen. Everybody on this side, halfway back, amen, stretch forth your hands back that way. Everybody halfway up toward, amen, point them toward me. Let's back up. Amen. Let's push out. Let's cast out every doubt, every fear, every hindering spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you and we thank you that you have given us power and you have given us authority through your name. Oh, that every devil is going to be cast out. Instead of us being distracted by the powers of the enemy, Lord, we distract them. Instead of them casting fear, Lord God, we cast fear upon the enemies of hell. We push back against the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus that would come against our children tonight, that would come against our teenagers tonight, that would come against our young adults tonight, that would come against every teaching class, every teacher in the name of Jesus, every student, every youth tonight. Oh, every adult in the name of Jesus, we push it back through the power of prayer. Oh, with conviction, with power, with authority, we do it in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Lord, as we have our hands pointed there, we point toward the lost in every direction in the name of Jesus. Those who are lost, oh, the world has gone crazy because they do not know you, because they do not seek you, because of the situation it is in our land. But we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that conviction will come upon the lostness of humanity in our nation that God you would tenderize them through the power of our prayers tenderize them Lord tenderize their hearts that their ground Lord may be plowable that Lord you could seek them and you can touch them you can convict them you can draw them to Calvary through the blood oh God in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you we thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
in the mighty. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Isn't God wonderful? He is wonderful. Hallelujah. We are more than a conqueror. Amen. And that's what we're going to have to do in these last days. Through the power of prayer, we're going to have to conquer. And I believe that God wants us to be more than a conqueror. We're not just going to get by. We're going to pray till we're full. We're going to pray till we're overflowing. We're going to pray till we have such a discerning spirit. Oh, we're going to pray. Prayer is where it is. It is our greatest weapon. Hallelujah. The power of prayer. That's why the devil fights it so much. And we must put total importance on the power of prayer. I think it was Charles Finney, the great revivalist, that said, I have got so much to do today. I'll just go ahead and spend the first three hours of the day in prayer. <laughs> Amen. He wasn't going to wait for anything else. Amen to cancel him out. Well, what I want to speak to you tonight is on the strategic levels in our readiness to pray. Strategic levels in our readiness to pray. And I read a scripture, one scripture. We know that Peter was in prison at this moment and the church began to pray. It says here in Acts 12 and verse 5, Peter therefore was kept. He was kept. But it was up to the church to see that he would be released. Amen. That's our mission today. Amen. That souls would be released. Amen. That physical bodies would be released from its pain and its disease. It says it was kept in prison but prayer. Everybody say, but prayer. Amen. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Father, we love you today and we thank you for Calvary. We thank you for the cleansing of your precious blood that was shed on Calvary in which we are saved. And Lord, we thank you that you save us every day from ourselves and you help us to try to save others. Lord, I love you tonight and thank you for this gathering. Thank you for the family of God. Thank you for the church. Thank you for those who long ago sowed seed into this church. Lord for, Lord, for it to grow and for others that sowed seed to become what it is and to reach out to people and touch their hearts and lives. I pray today and tonight that, Lord, we will receive from your word and learn from your word and, and, and let it draw us, Lord, to areas in which we need to strategically, amen, pray and know where to pray and how to pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I love what I quote here, Wesley Duell, who was a missionary in India for over 70 years. Think about that. Amen. It took a lot of prayer to keep that guy going, but it'll do it. He wrote, prayer is the all-inclusive strategy of war. Prayer is the all-conquering, invisible weapon of the army of God. It is a form of spiritual bombing to saturate any area before God's army of witnesses begin their advance, their advance. When I began to pray about this today, and I, I had so many hindrances that really came against me, you know something good's going to happen when you are hindered. But the word strategic came before me so many times because sometimes when people pray, they really don't know how to pray. Now, the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Not only did Jesus teach them, 
amen, through explaining things to them, but he taught them through the trials that he went through, the early mornings of prayer. Amen. All the things that were associated, he showed them, he taught them, and, and, and so much. But there are some prayers that we need to learn, especially to be strategic in certain situations and in several others. Sometimes you can pray a prayer of faith, and you don't have to pray a long time. And you feel that in your soul, this is done. Everything's done. I prayed it. Amen. Pray the prayer of faith. It's over. Don't have to go on a fast. Don't go have to a long prayer. But there are other times that we need to know God's strategy. And we need to be strategic in other areas of knowing the different areas of prayer and what it's going to take. Amen. The definitions related to the word strategic is relating to. Amen. What is God trying to show us about this person? What is God, how is God trying to lead me toward seeing this person being set free by the power of God? And that's what I mean about being strategic. It's not the same prayer. It's a different situation maybe. It's a different prayer. You know, even, even David, even though he was in one war after another, and uh, he prayed and asked God, how do you want me to approach this? How do you want me to fight this battle? Or even do you want me to fight this battle? David was successful because he was strategic. He had heard from God how to fight the battle and how he fought the battle, amen, as he was told by God helped him to win that battle. And so the definitions of the word strategic is relating to Amen. It is, means marked by strategy, designed or trained to strike an enemy at the sources of its military, economic, or political power. I, I remember watching a, a movie a long time ago, and I still have it recorded. I have it on DV called uh, Strategic Air Command. And, uh, you know, it was by Jimmy Stewart. He was the main person in that. And he, in lifetime, he was in World War II and flew over 21 missions, I believe. And they said that he really developed a lot of stress over the blood and everything that he went through that when he made It's a Wonderful Life, a lot of that that he went through was not acting. <laughs> Amen. And you think, well, boy, that was a good actor. Boy, he's coming apart. He was coming apart. And, uh, but we have something in the story was around the U.S. Strategic Air Command. And, and, it, and what it was trying to do is show America why we needed money to have such an offense, to have all of these bombers, and, and how to be ready just for anything. Amen. The U.S. Strategic Command, which detects uh, and, and deters attacks against the U.S. and against its allies, their mission includes nuclear deterrence, space and cyberspace capabilities. To accomplish this, they almost always must be on alert 24 hours a day, and they must also improve their readiness. They must also update their strategies for every different situation and foe that they may face in life. And that's just like the church. I believe the church ought to be strategic. I believe that there is a will of God over every sinner. I believe that there is a will of God, amen, over every situation that we face. And I believe that we ought to face it strategically. Amen. We may have to offer more prayer in this area in another situation.
And so when I look at the text, I see the word made, but prayer was made. In another words, amen, as they began to meet at that house, uh, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit began to do a work in all of those people. It was a different type of prayer meeting. It was a prayer meeting that was made by God. It was a prayer meeting that the Lord gave them a burden for Peter. God gave them a combative spirit for Peter. It, it was a different one. I believe every prayer meeting can be made in a little bit of a different way. Amen. And, and to see God's will really accomplished. And uh, we got to be ready. So the strategic level of authoritative praying, amen, must be in place. Amen, strategic, authoritative. There are some people that have not much authority, and it's because they do not bow before the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, submit yourselves to God, then you can resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you want to have authority over the enemy, you must bow before the authority of Almighty God and you must submit to the authority of the rulers and, and the overseers within the church or, amen, if you don't do that, the devil doesn't really have to look at you as, well, you know what? They're a real saint of God. They're really, they're really in there in warfare. He doesn't have to really submit to you if you haven't totally really submitted to God. So what is the strategic level of authoritative praying? It is to recognize that our very words spoken with the authority and faith vested in the promises of God enabled us to confront so many of the enemy strongholds. The Bible says in Luke 9 and 1, he gave them power. He gave them authority. I love this little story that I read today about Martin Luther. Martin Luther had a few different sides about him, but he is known as the father of reformation. Amen, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen, it's not by works. But I love this. In 1540, it says that, he, that there was a man named Frederick Myconius, and he sent a letter to Martin Luther. Now, he was one that helped Martin Luther in the Great Reformation. And he was stating that he was dying. And when he was barely able to speak and given a few days to live by his doctor, he was one of the uh, Martin's dearest friends and workers during that Reformation period, as I said. Martin Luther wrote a letter back, inspired, saying, I command thee in the name of God to live, because God and I need of thee in the great work ahead. God's presence filled the room where he lay, and within days he was completely restored. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. He could have said, well, you have served me for many years. We have seen a whole lot of victories, but we really need to have the spirit of discernment within our strategies of prayer. We don't need to give up sometimes just uh, on people that have lived a long life and say, well, God's blessed them. God's prospered them. They have been a blessing, and amen. See you later in heaven. Maybe it's not their time. Maybe it's time for us to strategically find what the will of God is for that person. And sometimes God does take a person, amen. And, but sometimes I think that there's a lot of people that are dying prematurely. I think that sometimes we're just kind of letting things go because we really don't know, amen, spiritually what we ought to be praying for, amen. And, and the second level, the strategic level of praying is, is that we need to be combative. Amen. This is warfare. 
We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. I mean, all these things, we need to be combative. And it's not against one another. We need to fight the one that is instigating the situation, that is afflicting the person, that is causing so many temptations, amen, and so much sin within the world. We need to combat them. And anywhere that our, our military will go, they're going to size up the opposition. They're not going to send too many ships, but they're not going to send just a few ships. They're going to send whatever it is that is needed. We as a church need to be strategic in giving ourselves in prayer in the area of what it is needed, amen, to overcome the powers of the enemy. Sometimes little prayers don't get it. I look on Facebook a lot of times, and even from what I think is sinners on Facebook, and they're saying, just like the tragedy that happened in Kansas City, I know that there are many sinners that said, we're praying for you, we're praying for you, even on Facebook, praying for you. And I wonder sometimes, I wonder how much prayer they're really praying. Are they really praying for me? Are they really sensing what my need is? And, and the needs of people can be a little bit different. Amen. The struggles within a sickness, uh, the struggles within whatever they're going through can be a little bit different. It may take more prayer. It may take more guidance. It may take more intercessory prayer over that situation. So do we know that strategy? Have we heard the Holy Spirit really, amen, speak to us? The Bible says here in Romans 15 and 30, as Paul was going through an awful time, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, that for the love of the Spirit that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Not just say, well, bless Paul. We need to remember Paul in prayer. Amen. That word striving together pictures someone that is engaged in direct combat, that is appealing for assistance, that is binding the powers of hell. Amen. That is strategic in this day. The next one is the strategic level of praying is intensive. Amen. Sometimes I think that uh, we could be nonchalant. Like I said, sometimes it doesn't take an hour. Sometimes it don't take 30 minutes. But I, I think the church, we need to get more intense. We need to get more intense about worship. We need to get more intense about coming to church. We need to get more intense. The world out there is intense. The world out there is showing themselves. The world out there is preaching their doctrines. Amen. They're trying to pollute, amen, our kids and everybody else. The church needs to rise up, amen, with a strategic spirit, amen, and say, God, how do you want me to tackle this? How much time do you want me to spend in prayer? Amen. How much, Lord? And I believe God's saying it's time to intensify. You know, the Bible talks about the effectual, uh, uh, fervent prayer of a righteous man. That means somebody that has got to a boiling point, somebody that has been intensified. Devil, you have stolen that man out of that church. Amen. He has got into sin, and in the name of Jesus, I'm coming after you, devil. I'm coming after your temptations. I'm coming to that brother in love, amen, to try to restore him. And so it must be intensive. It must be intensive. Amen. That's what the book of James chapter 5 and 16 says. Amen. Intensive. And in intensive, you know, there are different types of prayers, as I said. We need to know what our strategy is on what type of prayer to really pray. And, and so we can pray an average prayer, amen, and then 
there's the supplication prayer, and that's where it intensifies. And, and I believe there at John Mark's house when they were praying, it was some intensifying going on because they had done lost one, and maybe, maybe they lost James. Maybe it was the will of God for him to be martyred. And, and But maybe it wasn't. Maybe, amen, the church flubbed up. Maybe the church thought, well, God's not going to let that happen. He's not going to let that man be killed. He's not going to let that head come off of that body. He, he's the, he is the pastor uh, of the first church here in town. I mean, God has called him. God has done great and mighty things. He's a man of wisdom. He, he is a man that knows how to fight the enemy. We need him. Yeah, and the devil wants to take him out. And that's why. I believe that's why they intensify. We don't need to take anything for granted. You don't need to take your pastors for granted. Amen. The devil wants to destroy them. The devil would have to kill them. The old saying was, amen, if you get a good pastor or a good deacon or somebody that is on that board, amen, to help the pastor, amen, they'll get sick or die or run off with somebody. And I'll tell you, the devil's after them. We need to intensify. We need to intensify. Because uh, there are some people that would say, well, Brother Lemons, you know, boy, he could have done a good job. Well, I always believe that he does a great job. I mean, he hits it right on the head every time. But there are some doubters out there who say, well, you know, this and that. Amen. But how much have you prayed? How much have you really, man, developed that strength? How much have you really prayed? for Pastor Miller. How much you pray for Brother Randy? I mean, I've been interceding. In fact, I got a list of all the staff. In fact, this morning I was on my bench in the backyard and I was praying for all of those, not just of this church, but other churches that really are walking in the faith and full of the Holy Ghost and, and, and evangelists that I know. And I prayed for people on that list, amen, that God would anoint them in a very special way. And, and amen, their success Amen. It's because you have been successful in special strategy. You need to be open to the Holy Spirit because God may say, this person needs more prayer because God knows they're going to have a greater trial. They may have a greater temptation. Amen. And so you need to strategize through the Holy Spirit how much that you should pray or how you should pray. Amen. You may have to get more intensive. And so there next is the strategic level Amen. Praying. Amen. In a, conf in a confrontive way. Amen. To confront. Amen. Sometimes you just can't just pray about a situation. You've got to directly confront a situation. You, you have got to just go right up to it, look it in the face, and with the authority of the name of Jesus, you've got to tackle it, you've got to speak it, you cannot, amen, succumb to the spirit of fear, amen, you're justified in the blood of Jesus, amen, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, with the, amen, with power, and God has called you into a strategy to confront the enemy, and we do it in wisdom, we do it in wisdom. Amen. What about Nathan when David had done wrong? He kind of gave a little story about someone and what they did to a lamb or sheep. And David said, well, that person ought to die. And he said, well, you're the man. Yeah. Woo, man. You're talking about I, wouldn't, I would hate to confront that. Would hate to confront that. And, and, and one time that there was a leader in the church that 
there was a few things that were odd and, and some things that weren't really said right or done right. And one of the deacons came to me, some people came to me, and they said, well, you just need to hurry up and go over there, straighten it out. And, uh, and so, but one deacon said, you know what we need to do? We need to fast and pray. Yeah. Amen. Strategy. Sometimes con confrontation just to go up in the flesh or want to get something behind you. And as a pastor, I really like to get things behind me quickly. But sometimes people just don't have the understanding quickly. They don't have the understanding and see the knowledge of what God is trying to do through you when you confront them. Sometimes it's just a real act of love. Amen. Sometimes it's just like Paul confronting Peter when he was a little uh, uh, had a little hypocrisy there. And even the man that was the son of encouragement, amen, he fell into a trap and he had to confront him also. But you know, we began to fast and began to pray. We began to seek God and how we should approach it. We began to seek God about the spirit of it. Come on, because it says you're wrestling not just against flesh and blood, but you're wrestling against that natural mind. You're wrestling against that blind mind. Amen. We're in this thing to restore people, not to destroy them. We're in this thing not to run them off, but we're in this thing to love them and love them back to Calvary, to love them back to receive correction. Come on. And so we have got to pray and ask God, what is our strategy, God? How do you want me to approach that? Because everybody is different. Everybody is raised different. Amen. And then there's the strategic level. Amen. As I said, to confront, the Bible says in Mark 11 and 23, it says, say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Get up to it. Don't be afraid of it. Amen. And you would say, well, Brother Lemons, maybe this strategy is not exactly what I need to do. Well, God will correct you. Yeah. Amen. But you're never, and I love it because you can grow in prayer. And someone asked me, and I'm doing a, working up a sermon that the Lord has given me on how to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to be preaching that to uh, pastors in, in India, and some of them have migrated to West Africa and, and all of that. And they said, how can you really be more sensitive? And I said, without giving you a whole teaching lecture, amen, get with the Holy Spirit. Spend time with the Holy Spirit. And if you spend enough time, you're going to know his voice, amen, you're going to know his leading. And as you grow in the Holy Spirit, God is going to change some strategies on how you need to approach a lost person here or a lost person there or a sick person here or a sick person there or somebody that has got out of church, you're going to learn. But there are some times you just got to go up to the mountain. Amen. Without fear, say to that mountain, God's given you the authority. God's given you, amen, what you need. You need to say to the mountain, be thou removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he saith shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. You need to confront him. One time when I was going to Bible college in, in Texas, south of Dallas, my car broke down. It was one of the coldest days that there was for me to break down. And I mean, that wind was coming down from Canada across Oklahoma that has very few trees and then coming through uh, Texas there that has 
what looks like messed up trees, <laughs> looks like they've been in a tornado, looks like they just, hey man, I was used to those Tennessee big oaks and, and going through Arkansas, all those trees. And, and, and so I, I, I was there on the road and I was shivering. Man, I was cold. And I saw a couple of the people from my college go right by me. And it made me even colder. <laughs> and I, and, I, and there, was a, there was a house not too far down. And I said, well, I said, I'm about to freeze to death. I've been praying and praying for somebody to stop. Nobody's stopping. I guess I'm going to ask, and that's before cell phones at that time. It was in the late 70s, about 79 or almost 80. And so I was going up to the house, and all of a sudden, what came out was two Dobermans. And they weren't there to cuddle with me. And I was cold, I was stiff, I was frozen, I was shivering. And what I saw in them was, wow, man, what sport day we're going to have. And I thought about running, but I knew I couldn't get very far, and it would be just sport for them. And so there I was. My back was against the wall, and they were coming at me, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you've seen all those TV shows. I said, well, God, I can't do nothing else. And I reached out my finger, and I confronted those two dogs. And I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus right now. And you know what happened? They ate me up. No, I, I, I'm kidding. They had a baffled look upon their face. Something just poof. And they just fell back all over themselves. And I know sometimes they say that if you do not show a dog fear, and, and a lot of times they won't really hurt you. I, I, I haven't really got that far in that. I've always been hurt. But I said it in authority. Yeah. I said in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. And I mean, it was just like, amen, they were drugged. That they, they were just kind of looking around and whatever. And I began to shout. I began to glorify God. I began to praise Jesus because I tell you, they would have tore me apart. And sometimes you got to be combative in prayer. If we're not careful, we can be so loose in prayer. Well, God, if it just only be thy will. Well, I want the will of God, but I'm going to tell you, it's not the will of God for some dogs to eat you up. It's not the will of God for the devil just to leave marks upon you in every which way we need to be more, amen, confronted with the enemy, with the devil, and rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Then there's the strategic level praying, amen, is sometimes discerning through the Spirit what you have come against. Amen. Sometimes we, we pray for things. I have actually been delivered from things that was causing me physical harm. And then I, it's just, you know, a regular sickness. But how should we pray? What are we really discerning? And sometimes why we pray and we pray and, and we keep on praying and then we almost quit and, and, and we're saying, well, and just nothing's happening. It could be that we don't have the right strategy, that we're not strategic in how to approach that thing. And, and maybe we need to wait in prayer. Maybe we need to fast and the Lord to speak words of wisdom in our heart of how to approach that thing, how maybe to approach that sickness, how to approach that sinner. Maybe we need to do that. Amen. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to do a little bit of tinkering. 
Amen. Amen. There was a man that knew Henry Ford, and I guess you have probably heard this, but he had a problem Henry Ford did with his generators, which supplied energy to his automobile plant. He called his friend Charles and that he had a and, and that was an electrical engineer which fixed the problem and he sent him a bill for $10,000. Ford wrote back and asked him why the bill was so high for just a few minutes of work. His friend wrote back adjusting the bill $10 for tinkering and $9,990 for knowing. It's time for the church sometimes to tinker. Amen. I, I'm not talking about gossips. I'm not talking about getting to people's lives and being a busybody and trying to just find out things. But it's time that sometimes I, I really believe that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart that said there would be many more prayers that would be answered if we was more strategic in knowing what we was dealing with or what demonic spirit that we was dealing with. And that's why God gave the church discerning of spirits to know what is good and evil, to know those things. If we want to have more victory and pray more successful prayers, we need more discernment. In one church I was pastoring, I was called upon, and they, the lady, the youth pastor's wife said, Brother Lemons, my dad has barricaded himself in the house. He has put up the mattresses up against and he, he's got a gun and he's threatening to shoot the neighbor. He, he thinks that the neighbor has got something against him and, and so he's having these problems when we go. They call on me and, and I and about a couple more ladies, I think my wife was, when we went and I talked him into letting us in and as we began to pray, I could feel uh, a spirit of darkness leave the house and he began to chuckle. He began to laugh. He said, I just don't know why I did anything. I've never done anything like that. Amen. We took down all the barricade stuff and all of that. And so the next day, it, it, the same thing was happening, especially he had a knife in his hand. And he was threatening to kill anybody that would walk into that door. I don't want no preacher. I don't want that prayer group coming back. I don't want anything. And so we went back. And finally, after much prayer on the side of the house, he let us in. And so we, we opened up the drapes. It was total darkness. We felt a spirit of darkness in that place. And, and it happened again the next day. And it was even worse what he was going to do. And so we did it again. We went in defeated the enemy, and uh, he began to return to normal. I was sitting on his couch there, and I said, God, I don't understand this. Yeah. This has happened three times, and we have taken authority over this very situation, this mental problem that I guess is, is happening to this man. This man is not really an evil man. Right. I said, what's happening? And all of a sudden, I feel through the discerning of spirits and so forth, the Lord began to speak to my heart and said, tell the daughter, take him to the doctor right now. Take him to the doctor. And I thought, well, you know, we're into healing. We're not into going to doctors, really. But that's what the Lord told me. And, and so sometimes that strategy might be, amen, what you weren't taught to do. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit as you pray. It may be odd what... God tells you to do, how God tells you to pray, when God tells you to pray, how God tells you to pray, how long God tells you to pray. And so he went to the doctor, and the doctor said, your whole system is really messed up. 
and you're having these hallucinations, I, I can tell you why. Because there is this drug that you're taking. Hello, he never had any more problems. And I, I'm not trying to build up myself, but sometimes we come short in our strategy. Well, you know, I went there. I prayed there. I spent a little time there. Everybody knows, man, the palace of prayer. Boy, we went over. We cared for him. But did, did we really get through to the problem? And sometimes our strategizing, it, it, is, it takes a little bit more depth into the spirit to see what's wrong. He never had another problem, started coming to church. I mean, everything was fine. After that was changed. And sometimes we need that. We need that type of strategic uh, 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 moving of God's spirit within our hearts and within our lives. And lastly, Hallelujah. we need that strategic level, praying that is decisive, not in, ands, or buts. I'm fighting for you, and I'm fighting to win. Right. I'm not saying any ifs or anything like that. Strategic level, praying is decisive. Webster's Dictionary defines it, decisive as resolute, determined, unmistakable, unquestionable. It represents that which is conclusive. I've had a lot of problems, I've had people to ask me more about my body, my neck, how did it happen, all that, than anything about God, anything in my ministry. Come on. And yes, there are times I felt so unfaithful. I felt so unworthy to preach to somebody. I, I, I felt a lot of those things a lot of times. Yeah. I don't understand everything. You know, during my ministry through the years, and there's a couple of more things that I've had problems with, and it seemed like, and my wife could tell you, we went to a lot of revivals, and people would call us out. People would prophesy over us. And the thing that I was having the most trouble with was two or three things in my physical body, things that you couldn't see then that was horrible, that was debilitating. And I couldn't understand it because... Every prophecy was about the ministry, on, Brother Randy. On, brother. was about the ministry. It wasn't about my body. Oh, God, give me a confirmation. And, 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 and there was a prophetess like I, I knew that preached for me and prophesied many things over me that just came true. That was, and, and, and I asked her, do you, do you see any sin? Do I have too much doubt? I, I, I tried to fast uh, it out. And the Lord spoke to me one day, and I believe in fasting and praying and, and, and how it changes your faith to receive and, and, and gets God's attention sometimes. And the Lord spoke to me one day and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm fasting. He said, what are you fasting for? I said, I really need this healing. Yeah. He said, you're doing something for what I paid a price for 2,000 years ago. And he spoke to my heart and said, Jerry, you're trying to earn your healing. Your healing's already been paid. Now, I'm not, I believe everybody ought to fast. It rids ourselves, it humbles us, it gets rid of unbelief that we can receive things. Sometimes it does get the attention of God, and, and I believe when Daniel was about 80-something years old, when he gets this vision and revelation, I believe that's why he went on the Daniel fast. Amen where he cut out just certain things. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. 
Amen. It needs to be decisive. I still believe in my healing. Why do I want to be healed? Here's a lot of reasons my wife would tell you. But the main one is I want God to get the glory. And I want God to shut the mouths of the skeptics. Hello? I want to have a Job time. Oh, hallelujah. We, we need that. Amen. Would you stand with me, please, tonight? Oh, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. We need to be determined in our prayers. We need to be resolute. We need to be unmistakable and unquestionable. We're going to keep on believing. I don't understand it. People have told me, said, Brother Lemon said, you're going to get a new body not for long. I thought, Lord, have mercy. They got me dead already. And I'll just turn 64 very soon. Amen. But I don't want to wait till I get there. I like to have it right now. There are still more souls to be saved. There's still more ministry. Just like Martin Luther, amen, said, uh-uh. Amen, I need you too much right now. I tell you, Jesus is about to come. Amen, if there's ever been a time for you to find out what your strategicness is in prayer and how you should and when you should and, and, and how to confront it and all, we're living in that day right now. Oh, would you put on some music? This is what the Holy Spirit really spoke to my heart about. Amen. That if you want to see more success, and as I was getting this sermon today, one more thing before you come to pray. And I want us to pray for people that has needs, but I want you to pray, oh God, oh Lord, Lord, teach me, learn me. Oh God, speak to my heart. Lord, I want to be more successful for the kingdom. There are too many people that are dying too early. There are too many people that are dying and going to a devil's hell. There are too many people that are addicted. They're, we're living in the craziest of times, but he can be the best of times for the church that has the answers, that has the power, that has the authority, that has the strategicness of God. Oh, mighty Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, for healing in my neck. Thank you, Lord, for healing in my back. Thank you, Lord, for taking all that calcium bone stuff out, making, Lord, my back straight where they can't identify me as Pastor Lemon by the way that I walk. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, lean not to your own understanding. Oh, would you come around these altars and say, God, get a hold of me. God, get a hold of me. In the spirit today, the Lord began to show me more things happening, more answers to prayers because people were more strategic in how they prayed and how they confronted and in the way they confronted. Not every person is the same and not every need is the same. Not every sickness is the same. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, guide us, I pray. Order our footsteps. As we pray, Lord, let us have the right prayerful spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, direct our path, I pray, in prayer. Lord, let us know when it's time to intensify. 
Lord, let us know when it's time, when it has to be not just a sweet moment of prayer, not just a sweet word of prayer, but Lord, it's the sweet hour of prayer or it's the sweet hours of prayer. Whatever it takes, Lord, let us have the stamina. Let us be committed as it was there at John Mark's house that they were gonna keep on praying till something broke. Amen. They were gonna keep on praying until those, those prison doors were unlocked. We're gonna to keep on praying till ever so that we have prayed for is saved and washed in the blood. Amen. I refuse, amen, my son to keep being an addict. I confront you addiction. I confront you devil in the name of Jesus. I pronounce blessing upon them. I claim healing upon them. I claim deliverance upon them. Devil, we're not going to sit by and let you take this generation. We're not going to let you take my family. I'm not going to let you take my husband. Amen. I'm going to strive. I'm going to get some people to join with me if I alone can't handle it. And if two or three shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of my Father which is in heaven. And if two or three is just not needed and you begin to speak to me and say call for the elders of the church. Call for the church to fast, to pray. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I see more needs being met in this church. I see more success through our prayers. Oh, because we know how to pray. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us, which is the greatest teacher of all, to direct us. Oh, to correct us. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I'm not giving up this country. Oh, I see the corruption. I see what's going on in the leaders of our land. I see the flood of ungodliness and addiction and, and, and such that's coming into our land, but I'm not giving up on my country. I'm not giving up on the USA. I'm going to pray for the leaders of our land. I'm praying for the president of our land. I'm praying for conviction. I'm praying for a Holy Ghost revival. Amen. I'm not just waiting for the ranch of the church. I want to see people saved. I want to see people delivered by the power of God. And Lord, you being a personal God, and we're personal, Lord, speak to us how we need to approach this person. Oh God, let me write it down, what you would have me to do, how you would have me to approach it. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, he that lack wisdom, let him ask of God that he gives it out liberally, oh, to all that will ask, Father, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom in my prayer life. Give me wisdom, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, help me to let my light shine. Help me, Lord, for people to see the faith. And for them, if I cannot approach them, let me pray for them. And Lord, through my light and through my faithfulness, maybe they will approach me. Maybe there are some questions that they will have for me. Maybe they'll develop a hunger and a thirst because of what I thirst and what I hunger for, for the happiness that they see in me, for the faith that keeps on being renewed day by day while others are given up. They see something special in you. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a mighty revival, a mighty Holy Ghost revival. There are those that have given up on revivals. Oh, God, give us a revival that will give us a change of mind, that will give us a change of thinking.